Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Active Spirituality. Life with Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli. Racing off into week 33 of 2021, Pam's going to tell us all about the uh, week starting August the 16th, 2021. And I'll be back for a 10 minute turbo boost meditation. Okay, super. And I love the way you began that, Susie. You're really kind of jazzing me up for this. Okay, very good. All right, so uh, August 16th, we are in the waxing moon cycle still, coming off uh, last week's new moon. And as we move forward with it, the first few days of this week are really very action-packed for movement. So what that means is that if you have a project, a conversation, something that has to get off the ground and build momentum, Go out, you know, start at the gate on on Monday, the 16th. The moon is in the sign of Sagittarius. It's a fire sign. It's what we call mutable fire. So it ends the, basically it ends the season of autumn in the northern hemisphere and moves into the season of winter, which begins when the sun moves into Capricorn. But when the moon is in Sag, we are moving like, and this is a, a, a difficult analogy in today's times because there are so many wildfires that are happening in the west of the United States, but it is movement that has that kind of spontaneity and can really flare up quickly. Um, so I'm not just talking about physical fire, but I'm also talking about what makes a person feel exuberant, which what captures imagination, what allows someone to run with an idea. The thing to keep in mind on this particular day, especially if you have a lot of fire or air in your horoscope, is that we want to be sure that we say what we mean on this day, especially in the morning hours as we get towards early afternoon. And the times I give are Eastern times, so please adjust depending on where you are on the planet. So what I'm looking at is about someone saying th something that doesn't necessarily convey the emotion or the um, the energy behind the idea. So 
think about Sagittarius, where uh, if you know a bit about the sign, we uh, astrologers love to say, oh, Sag energy suffers from foot and mouth disease. Because what happens is Sagittarius, people with a lot of um, signature in that sign, ideas come into their head and it's the opposite sign of Gemini. So Gemini ideas come into their head and they sort of light, like move through the ideas like butterflies moving over flowers. It's, it, it doesn't have the necessary impact or glue that, um, that would happen with someone kind of having that same running on an idea who is the opposite sign Sagittarius. And that's because Sagittarius being a fire sign has a, a delivery, um, sometimes charismatic or sometimes simply impactful delivery of the message that can have that kind of shoot shoot from the hip uh, spontaneity with it. Whereas Gemini is lighting very quickly in almost dizzying speed. And people who are not comfortable with air sign energy sometimes are like, where's this conversation going? <laughs> but with Sagittarius, that same kind of reaction to delivery packs a bigger wallop because it's fire it um it tends to light to ignite and engage and so it may not have been the intention to deliver it with such a um hey look at this um uh, impact but that's what can happen. So what's especially important on this day, on this morning, as we get to early afternoon, is when ideas are getting thrown around or people are weighing on thoughts, that they hear the message they want to deliver before it comes out of their mouth. And if you are the recipient of the delivery of a message that maybe came with more fire or impact than was necessarily intended. The best reaction is to kind of wait until it diffuses a bit and one is really able to uh, dissect it, talk about it and see where it goes. That being said, there is a lot of charge on this particular day, which suggests to me that some people just want to argue. Some people just want to get into like scuffles with other people. And this isn't necessarily bad as long as the intention of what is desired is on the same page or that we are working for the greater whole. If that's the case, it's it's basically just kind of working it out that needs to happen. I, I never dissuade someone from having debate conversations 
um, arguments, even when air needs to be cleared. It's just that the important thing on this day is to keep your eye on whatever the highest intention or goal is. And at times, go to the point of wisdom and observation rather than uh, put yourself uh, on your knees in the mud pit. <laughs> um, things get lighter as I look more towards um, later evening where people are more able to engage, listen, exchange ideas without the kind of chip on their shoulder energy that may have occurred earlier in the day. Uh, that All this being said, this is still a good day for setting goals, uh, reaching out, uh, initiating conversations, carrying on with things already in motion because the overall outcome of where this particular moon travels is auspicious, especially if, as I said, we keep our eye on the big goal and we don't get um, too hung up on the little scrapes that may happen in between. So Tuesday the 17th, the high opportunity time happens after uh, after about 1.20 p.m. in the afternoon until the moon goes void, of course, at 9.43 p.m. These are really good hours for just basically initiating or following through with very big plans, big goals. Even if they aren't happening during this lunar cycle, it's the overall ambition and um, an idea of the long view that can absolutely be achieved when we put most of our muscle in that on this day. And even, even if over these couple of days, there's nothing you can actually physically uh, do or begin to make happen, intention is a lot. Just uh, writing it down, visualizing, vision boards, all the things necessary to put your faith in the ideal. Faith is a big word when moon is in Sag and there's a Jupiter picture in the sky. It's, it's not uh, pie in the sky faith. It's faith that has to do with overall belief and trust in higher manifestation in spite of what the illusion appears to be of reality. So once the moon goes void, of course, um, excellent time to kind of bang around ideas, um, play games if you like to do that sort of thing. Um, uh, in the Eastern time zone, it is getting later in the evening, so it depends on how you like to do your day. And the moon doesn't enter the next sign, Capricorn, until 1.58 a.m. in the wee hours of the 18th. So once that occurs, uh, I would suggest really restorative sleep as being best course of action. But once that occurs, then we are moving into energy that has so much to do with um, 
manifestation of, of goals really working to achieve and results. Uh, Capricorn rolls up sleeves and um, pays attention to the tasks at hand. And it has a lot of muscle behind it because this particular travel of the moon also has the momentum of Mars working with it. So that's um, actually asserting oneself, moving forward, um, putting muscle into what needs to happen. Also the conversations, the things that are about um, how we engage, how we get things done. And there's a huge amount of inspiration energy that comes in, especially as we get into the later evening. So one thing I would suggest is if you're working really hard to find a solution or, uh, or, or looking for um, a new portal or something that you haven't quite found, the missing link or the, the key to the puzzle, this is a great evening to allow yourself the the uh, allow yourself the opportunity to let in something new that doesn't necessarily come from your own gray material in the brain but that is offered from another place so it could be a symbol that comes in uh, possibly in nature or uh, something that you see that is a catalyst to allow you to think of something new or an overture from someone else who presents an idea or way of thinking that hadn't occurred to you. And it could simply be the pure light bulb moment, which can come in when we allow ourselves sleep, when we turn off the supposedly intelligent thinking mind and we go into the realm of uh, nod of the morpheus of the energy that has nothing to do with anything that seems to be how we activate or move through life but has everything to do with how we access imagination in the unconscious and in the actual dream state, a message or something can be delivered, especially if you just allow yourself the relaxing into it and knowing that it can happen. And for th those of you motivated to do so, it's advisable to keep a, a, a piece of paper, pad, writing implement near your nightstand so that if you wake up in the night and something comes to you, you can just jot it down and not trouble yourself with trying to decipher it, especially in the early morning of Thursday, which seems to be a possibility. Uh, the other outcome of this can be that when, when you wake on Thursday morning, pay attention to ideas, dream remnants, things that are still there as you're coming awake. Thursday is a real charge day. 
Uranus goes retrograde in the sky, and that happens at 9.40 p.m. when from Earth's perspective, it appears to stay still. Stations is the term we use um, as it's seemingly changing direction from our perspective. And when Uranus especially decides to, or rather not decides, but seems to change direction from Earth's perspective, on or around that day, especially within the 24-hour span, things seem to happen on Earth. And they can be um, seismic things, things that actually happen to the Earth. Gaia um, expressing in some way. And there's a lot of mythology why um, this happens, but uh, not too kind of tangent into that. But basically... What it seems to indicate to me when Uranus changes directions, because Uranus and Gaia, the Earth, um, have such a, Rhea in other mythology, have such a strong connectivity. When that planet changes directions, it is bringing to attention to us something that is coming from the Earth. And so it often manifests as an actual Earth event. So that may be something that occurs in the news that we observe. But for individuals, especially someone with um, uh, Taurus, because Uranus is in Taurus, uh, possibly Aquarius, Scorpio, or Leo, you may be experiencing this very directly. Earth signs as well, to another extent, uh, Capricorn or Virgo. But for the fixed signs that I mentioned earlier, those are the signs that are really engaged when Uranus is in Taurus, because what's happening is those signs are being asked to. So it's your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign. It could be possibly moon, I mean, uh, Mars, Venus, or Mercury, depending on what's going on with your horoscope. But what's happening is you are getting an alert, a high alert in a certain area of your life that's basically saying, consider this, even if you don't want to consider it. It's it's not something you can kind of turn your head and ignore. You may be able to do that after the occurrence, but in the moment, it is very arresting energy. So if Uranus is directly aspecting your horoscope, um, especially when it's stationing retrograde or direct, these are very strong catalyst times for a person. But in general, all of us are going to respond to whatever is being um, suggested, directed, or awakened. We call Uranus the Great Awakener, awakened to us on this particular day. The moon goes void, of course, at 7.59 p.m. in the sign of Capricorn. As I said, Uranus uh, stations retrograde at 9.40 p.m. So I would say this is a great evening to restore the body. However, 
however you are called to do that. And if you're not a person who pays a lot of attention to that in general, this is an uber wonderful evening for you to do that. Uh, Self-care, very, muy importante. Self-care is something you, it behooves us all to focus on. So the moon enters the sign of Aquarius at 4.49 a.m. on Friday the 20th. And as it is moving, again, this is a highly charged dream evening. So uh, many of us may have kind of restless sleep where we're waking up a lot. If that's occurring to you, just again, jot down anything that kind of comes through and tell yourself, I'll figure it out in the morning. And in the morning on Friday, the 20th, you may look at it and say, what the heck is all of this? And that's okay, because the important thing is that you got restorative sleep and you allowed yourself the seeding process because something is getting seeded. Something is um, is initiating within all of us about this uh, time of change and new directions that we are all experiencing, some more than others, but we all, if you're alive, you're on board. Uh, so the moon in Aquarius over the weekend suggests a, this is when we are moving towards the full moon, which occurs on Sunday the 22nd. So I consider this a really powerful um, full moon weekend, actually. It looks to me as though those of us who were really working creatively uh, to think about what we wanted to initiate and make happen over this lunar cycle, this is a time of real realization. And again, especially on Saturday, there can be a period where we are we are being invited. For some of us, it'll feel like an initiation. Are you ready to jump on now? So it's not a time to hesitate. If you've been building towards something, if something is offered to you, then jump in. Uh, let it happen, especially once uh, once we get to Saturday as of about 6.15 a.m. These are high opportunity times. Things are really cooking. There's a Mars-Uranus picture in the sky that is harmonious. So things can happen very fast. Uh, very innovative uh, work, very innovative uh, opportunities. And we can, if we're ready to do it, we can really sail with it, um, astound ourselves with what may happen. And on Sunday, the 22nd, the full moon is exact at 8.02 a.m. And this is when, as an individual, you can have a sense of how you are truly unique within the community. What is your gift? And it may be an invitation, it may be an impulse, it may be quiet reflection, but there is a moment when uh, we can understand what it is our gift is. And it may be fleeting, 
but it is truth. And so the moon enters Pisces at 8.43 a.m. Oh, and I should say the moon went void, of course, after the full moon. So just three quarters of an hour later, it goes into Pisces. And then this, uh, also the sun enters Virgo on this day. But this is a, a wonderful, wonderful day to keep keep in the groove of all that um, juicy creativity that are you are bringing to birth. And now I turn it over to Susie. So let's get into our meditation. And I would recommend, as always, that you're sitting in a nice quiet place where you can really, really just take 10 minutes out, take a few deeper breaths, and as we just find stillness in our mind, find the stillness in our body, find the stillness in our soul and just allow ourselves to be here. And let's go to that place where we are not doing, where we are not thinking, we are not manifesting or commanding or demanding or organizing or producing. Let's just go to that place of openness and stillness. And it's a very hard place for some of us to go to because we're so, so busy. We're so used to getting things done in so many ways, actually just getting things done in the real world. Or we might be someone who has a very, very busy mind and tends to overthink and plan and just think about everything or go into the past and think. It's usually a hard place for us as, as human beings here in the 21st century just to be still and just to be still in our mind and in that place to be also receptive so we're being open and receptive at the same time so as you take a few deeper breaths know that this is our intention that we are relaxing into it that this is something that we would like to get to effortlessly, that place of, of quietness, that place of stillness. And in that place, just allowing for other things to bubble up if they need to allowing for perhaps some space, some space that is no longer linear or that is no longer goal-oriented, just allowing for some space there. And as we take a few deeper breaths, know now that we are creating space in our lungs. 
we are creating space in our body. We're creating space now in our mind, creating space in between all of the thoughts, creating space in between all of the spaces and creating open space, unlimited space, boundless space. So there's no concept of time, no concept of what we call 3D reality. There's no space for a direction to exist or for a location to exist. We're in this beautiful floating space of spaciousness or you could think of it as multidimensional, open, And it's very quiet and very peaceful. At the same time, it's also rich with unlimited potential possibilities. It's the space of all awareness. And when we come into this space, we're almost whittling down all of the complexity and the diversity. We're just whittling everything back down to the original energy before things exist, before thoughts exist when it's just this really exclusively rich, rich field of energy. Just take a few deeper breaths here, feeling this energy space. Feeling the freedom actually, the ultimate freedom here that you can exist within and as you're breathing almost imperceptibly knowing that there's no boundary between you and this open space that this spaciousness is here with you, in you, around you, inside your mind, inside your spirit, and not even inside because there's no boundary. 
And as you're feeling this now, just be a little bit aware that you're in the action of creating it and sending it out also from your awareness to all of this space around you, which contains everything. At the same time, doesn't contain anything and there is no container. So all of these words and concepts, everything just pointing towards openness. Openness, freedom. And our mind begins to come into this frequency. Our cells and our body become saturated with this frequency. Our heart, our compassion also opened up and saturated with this frequency. And we take a few deeper breaths, bringing this frequency of freedom, of openness into our physical body as we start to very slowly come out of this meditation knowing that this is a, 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 an energy that we can experience and feel even in practical everyday life as we're going about our work, our business, that we can still carry this energy all the time. It's not just for the meditation space. And as we're slowly beginning to breathe deeper and really bring that energy strongly into our body, we know that we are somehow like a lighthouse or a tower of energy that is able to spread this feeling, spread this energy around us, to the people around us, to the environment around us, to help with the opening of the mind, of the heart, of the spirit, for all beings everywhere. Gently opening our eyes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we will be with you next week. Thanks so much, Pam. Love now, everyone. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of ActiveSpirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.